T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ms. Roscoe here with you on WBEN. Thanks for being with me. Going to be a fun one today uh, here with you for the next hour or so. Joe is back and in. He was here. Now he's taking a break. A much-deserved break before he's back here again for another four hours. (laughs) Um, And uh, he'll be here at 10 o'clock for you on WBEN. Lots going on. I got to be honest. I got a hodgepodge of things that, uh, you know, interest me to talk about today. I, I'm not a big sports jersey, like, outside of a game guy, but I was just feeling it today. I got my U.S. soccer jersey. I'm, You know, they announced their team yesterday. We're going all in, week and a half away from uh, the U.S. and the World Cup. I'm pumped. So I, I just threw it on today. I'm like, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And I'll, I'll have my Sabres jersey on later today. Go see uh, Sabres and Jack Geico. Two injury things, right, that I want to talk about today. The first is it's the injury everyone's talking about. Josh Allen, what's going to happen? We heard from Sean McDermott yesterday. Is he going to play on Sunday against the Vikings? Here's what Sean McDermott said. Uh, He's day-to-day, and the next question will be, is he going to play? And the answer is, we'll see. Now, I, that told me one thing, because I am a father, and so I can speak the dad code. And if there's one thing I know, you, you don't even have to be a dad to know this. You know, most kids figure this out around age seven. We'll see is dad code for no. That's You ever ask, your, you remember this as a kid, you ask your parents something, well, we'll see. That means no. That means no. That means I hope you forget about it. <laughs> I I was not brimming with confidence when I heard uh, Sean McDermott yesterday drop the "we'll see." I don't, he's a dad, so this I he has experience using that term. We'll see. I do that all the time with my kid. Hey, you know, Dad, can we? He'll, he'll do that. Uh, you know, if we're on our way home. Hey, Dad, can we watch TV? When we get home, yeah, we'll see. No. It's the, answer. the answer is always no. But it's it's saying no without wanting to say no. That's what we'll see means, right? We all figure that out as kids eventually. But, you know, we'll see is, oof. I heard that. I said immediately, guess not. No, I don't know that to be sure. I don't know that uh, 100%. But that's just in the language I speak. We'll see. Uh-uh. 
That means it's not going to happen. My son hasn't figured it out yet, but I did. Anyway, so I, I wasn't feeling all that confident. And then, you know, Jack Eichel's coming back. Jack Eichel, injury, that was the, part of the whole thing, right? Part of the whole whirlwind of him uh, leaving Buffalo. He wanted to have a disc replacement surgery, unprecedented for a hockey player. It became a flashpoint leading up to him being traded away from Buffalo. I always feel the need to, because you hear it again and again, you'll hear it tonight on the broadcast. It's a national game, by the way. It's on ESPN+. Plus, So you'll hear it again and again on the broadcast anytime people talk about Jack Eichel leaving Buffalo, and they'll mention the neck injury. Well, the team, he wanted out of Buffalo because the team didn't want him to get the surgery that Jack Eichel wanted. And I go, well, you know, okay, there's maybe a little bit of truth to that. But I always have to stop and say, no, no, no. You want to know why he got booed last time? You want to know why he's going to be booed tonight? Because he said himself, Jack Eichel, requ- he wanted out of Buffalo before he was ever injured, before the surgery ever came up. He requested a trade before he had the injury. Now, the injury played a part in a messy breakup, but it wasn't the reason for it. He wanted out beforehand. And guess what? People at Buffalo know that. So when he hits the ice and when he touches the puck, guess what you're going to hear? Boo, boo, boo. And Jack Eichel knows he's going to hear that. So when Eichel talked about that to ESPN in the lead-up to the broadcast of tonight's game, something you're going to see on ESPN if you're watching the game later, he talked about being booed. He was asked about the reception he got last year, what he thinks it's going to be this time around. Uh, listen to what what he told ESPN. I think whenever there's a bad breakup in sports uh, and, and a player goes somewhere else, I think the fan base is always a bit upset about that. And I think it just means that they care for you a lot and they're they're upset that you're not there anymore. And I I got to admit I respect it. I love it from uh, Eichel because he's just, you know, any way you can twist the knife in there. Like, that's how I read the quote. Maybe I'm out of line here. But <laughs> what what an attitude to have toward the booze, if that's truly the attitude. I don't believe it that much. I think he's just saying that to kind of get at people. But to say that when he hears the booing, that means they care for you a lot. They're upset you're not there anymore. Oh, man. He knows how to, he knows how to twist that. Twist you a little bit. I love it. I got it. As a as an old pro wrestling fan, I say I I really do love it. I respect it. The heel work that he's doing here. Embracing being the bad guy in Buffalo. I love it. I gotta love it. They care for you. They're upset you're not here anymore. I don't think many Sabres fans are upset he's not here anymore. Dare I say. The team is actually. Doing pretty good since then. Doing pretty good since the last time since they beat Jack Eichel. Uh, the last time he was around. But I, I loved, loved hearing that quote from Eichel yesterday. I, I loved hearing it. Still kind of going at that. You know, last year, remember what he said after the game? Loudest I've heard this place in years. Now he's saying, well, they're only booing because they want me back. Oh, love it. 
Can't wait to be there tonight. It's going to be fun. I love a good atmosphere like that. I it, it is the reason I love sports above all else, and it's the reason I will get into a game um, above all else is the atmosphere, the atmosphere of the crowd. You know the the atmosphere around a game when you feel that the the stakes are raised a little bit. Tensions are running high. There's a little bit of edge going into it. Like, that's what makes me really love and, and want to be there. So I can't wait to be there uh, later tonight to watch Jack Eichel's return. And uh, got to love the quote. Got to love it. I respect it, even though it, it just makes you uh, grit your teeth a little bit as a Sabres fan. Uh, so that's happening a little bit later tonight. Jack Eichel back in Buffalo. Um, one of the notes uh, our boss here sent around, and he sends some you know interesting things every day, uh, is about an article you could see over at WBEN.com of the top program. The top pro, well, kind of the top program. The most watched thing on TV. Because for the eighth straight week, 60 Minutes is the number one non-sports primetime program in total viewers. 18 plus beats everything else on TV that isn't sport. For the eighth straight week, 60 Minutes is number one. And, you know, I found it interesting. So, And our boss did too because he sent it along the note and was like, really? <laughs> you know, 60 Minutes? Why? I... How is that number one? And it's quite simple. You have to look at the, it's the number one non-sports primetime program for the eighth straight week. Why is it number one? Well, what's on before 60 minutes? Sports. (laughs) The NFL is on after, it has the ultimate lead-in program. Guess what I've always used to do after the games, you know, CBS is just on the TV and you know, a lot of times it just doesn't go off. It's just there, and then it rolls into 60 minutes, and guess what you end up watching? 60 minutes. I don't know. Do you really watch it? But it's on TV. It's there. And it's the number one non-sports primetime program in total viewers for the eighth straight week. Guess what's been going on for about eight weeks? The NFL. (laughs) So it is like in the 90s when NBC used to be able to take any sitcom, any show that you jumble together, I don't think the show's even needed a script. You just throw any random people on TV. If it followed Seinfeld, it was going to be doing good ratings. In fact, if you go back and look at the, it doesn't matter. All these forgettable shows you would never be able to remember. If it was on after Seinfeld or Friends, the ratings of that show were far and away better than the ratings of any top primetime show that's on TV nowadays. And, you know, all these shows, and they're considered failures but because they didn't, like, carry over and do quite as high. But, like, millions and millions and millions of people watch them because, well, they watched Seinfeld or they watched Friends, and then they, you know, they just didn't turn the channel. And so they became, like, super highly rated programs, even though they weren't good. Like I said, you could just throw whatever it was. And they had it. And that's why 60 Minutes is number one. It's not after sports. 
We're all watching the NFL. It's the only thing people watch on TV is football. A little bit of basketball. Maybe the World Series clinching game or something like that. They watch football on TV. Like, that's going to be the number one thing. So, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that was passed along. If you're looking for answers, you got to look before what's on. And then this, not as watch, but it was still a big program. Lots of people talking about it last night. The CMA Awards, 56th annual CMA Awards at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. What happened? I wasn't watching, so I need a recap. Here we go. In a night that saw tributes to both Loretta Lynn and Jerry Lee Lewis, Luke Combs, Lainey Wilson, and Cody Johnson were the big winners at Wednesday's CMA Awards, taking home two of these. I love you Holmes won Entertainer and Album, while Wilson took home both new artist and female vocalist. This one right here is for that nine-year-old little girl who wrote her first song. Cody Johnson won single and video, while an emotional Alan Jackson accepted the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award. I came to Nashville with nothing. Stephen Hubbard, ABC News, Nashville. All right, so there's your recap of the CMA Awards. And this is one of the things that fascinate me. And I want to hear from uh, country music lovers out there today. 803-0930. 803-0930. You can uh, give me a call. Send a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Because country music to me is very interesting because I, I love country music. I love country music. You would not catch me dead watching the CMA Awards. And I love country music. It's the Country Music Awards. You would never catch me watching the CMA Awards. And I, you would never catch me listening to any... Uh, I, I, and by the way, I didn't watch, so I don't know this to be a fact. I'm going to say you wouldn't catch me listening to anyone who was there. I, I don't know exactly who was there because I wasn't watching. But I'm willing to bet I wouldn't listen to a single person who was there at the CMA Awards. Yet I love country music. And it's just like weird to me that that is the genre of music that it can be. You, you think country, I feel like you think one image. Cowboy hat, jeans, boots, acoustic guitar. You think of Nashville. Like there's one singular image, but apparently within that one singular image, it's so diverse where I can sit here and say, I love country music. I listen to it all the time, and I have no interest in any of apparently the most popular country stars on the planet. Am I missing something, or am I not alone on this? 803-0930 on WBEN to join me. I love country music, but I feel like I a lot of it's older country music, though there are some you know newer people who are in it as well. But it's some of my most listened to stuff. I like listening to Tom T. Hall. I love Sturgill Simpson. He's newer. He has had, like, speaking of, we were talking injuries at the top of the show. He, like, ruptured a vocal cord or something like that, or did, where he has not been... He released a bunch of records in a row, like three in a year and a half. I was about to see him in Toronto, and then they shut the world down in March of 2020, and he hasn't toured since. 
and I, I wish him the best, but he's like one of the most popular. It, it depends on where you look, right? He's one of the most popular, I think, country musicians. But I don't think he's anywhere near the CMA award. Like, I never hear his name on the CMA. He's my favorite. I love listening to Jason Isbell. I love Kenny Kevin Kinney records. Coulter Wall, he's like a newer one. And I listen to him all the time. He's on the thing. But like all old stuff, Terry Allen, stuff that's like on the fringe of country. Wilco is my favorite band. Their last record is a country record. Roger Miller, Johnny Paycheck. Johnny Paycheck, by the way, is more than just take this job and shove it. Johnny Paycheck is, if you are 20 years old, sorry, 21 years old in college, you're living on your own in like a frat house somewhere, you need to live by what I used to call the Johnny Paycheck rule for your own health. Johnny Paycheck. What's my favorite Johnny Paycheck song? 15 beers. I drank 15 beers. You live by the Johnny Paycheck rule and try 15 beers a week. You're 21 years old. You're living. If you cut it off there, you do the Johnny Paycheck, you'll be okay. Now, you can spread that out any way you want. You can have 15 beers in, you know, just on Saturday. But then you got to, like, cut it out the rest of the For your own good, you got to cut it out the rest of the week. That's like my advice for the college kids out there. You can you can do it, but anyways, Johnny Paycheck, he's more than just like his most popular song. I, he's pretty good. But like I Billy Joe Shaver. I love country music. You wouldn't catch me dead watching the CMAs, which were last night. Apparently everyone's right. And someone on our text board, 8030930, am I alone? On our text board, the CMA awards are basically one big concert, very little talking. Like, that should appeal to me. If I like country music and you're telling me, here's a two or three hours primetime special that's nothing but country music on, that should be something that I want to watch. But I don't, like, none of these artists appeal to me. I don't, maybe I'm alone. You let me know. 8030930, Brian Mazarowski here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Brian Mazeroski here with you on WBEN. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, Joe Beamer's coming up next at 10, and uh, he'll join me a little bit before that. And he just reminded me, uh, on that 60 Minutes point, uh, number one non-sports primetime program, total viewers for the eighth straight week, and my reaction to that is simple. No offense to the people at 60 Minutes, who I'm sure work very hard, but they're on after football. Like that's <laughs> it's the eighth straight week. Well, football's been on about eight weeks. Like that's that's kind of how it goes uh, here. And when you're behind like the most watched program, you're going to be the next most watched program. And Joe uh, mentioned some show that was on between Seinfeld and ER got like 14 million viewers a week, and then they moved it to a different night, and nobody watched it. So it's <laughs> it's just about placement. It's like putting a puzzle together. All right. You know, how can we put this together? So there you go. That's why a lot of people watch. A lot of people watched the CMAs, but it was because of the content, not because of when it was on, where it was on. I mean, Wednesday night to get people, I guess that would be a night you'd be at home watching TV, but to have like appointment viewing on a Wednesday night, pretty impressive. Lots of people watched the CMAs. I did not. But I love country music. But you would never catch me watching the CMAs. Why is it? Am I missing something? Like, should I be watching the CMAs? Um, somebody texted in 8030930. 8030930. I like I said, I love country music. There are I, I listen to country music about half the time. It's like a 50-50 split with me. It's like country music or you know, loud, fast, hardcore, punk rock music. Like, it's it's one of the two. It's slow old country song. It's John Prine or Minor Threat. If I'm going out to see, you know, um, somebody, I'm going to see Jason Isbell or Turnstile. Like, there, it's one or the other. But I love listening to country music. Yet I don't feel like anyone who's on the CMAs is anything that I would really enjoy. But maybe you can turn me around. 803-0930 uh, to join me this morning. On our text board, somebody saying, I totally agree with you. Country music is not country anymore. Jeans and baseball hats are not country. Some of it sounds like hard rock. I think that's like where I land on country music as it is today that it's more generic music with the twang. and again like I am fully admitting in saying this this is my perception of it I can't tell you what it actually is and there are some great you know current country artists I mentioned a few last segment Nikki Lane 
I like her. She had a new record like a few weeks ago. I love listening to that. And that's that to me is country music. But I, I do have this perception of popular country music, the thing that you would have seen last night on the CMAs, that it would not appeal to me whatsoever. And this texter point out, jeans and baseball hats are not country. Some of it sounds like hard rock. It's like all music, generic, but just with a little bit of a twang. Trade in the second guitar for like one of those lap pedal steel guitars. Have a little bit of an accent from the South, and you can call yourself country music. And I just like that's not country music to me. I would categorize stuff as country music that I think a lot of people wouldn't. And I was just, and as the words are about to come out of my mouth, the text comes in John Prine is not country. Again, that's, to me, that's country music. To me, that's country music. Like John Prine, Kevin Kinney, that's country music to me. This person who uh, said that didn't give me George Strait, Alan Jackson, George Jones. Now, I'm with you in George Jones. I like some old George Jones. A nice sad songwriter. You can't listen to George Jones all the time. You might. It gets a little depressing after a while. But Alan Jackson was one of the people who were uh, was on the CMAs last night. I came to Nashville with nothing. Gary's talking about three chords and the truth. Mine was more like three chords and a prayer. I and I don't. I'm not an Alan Jackson. The 90s were not my time for country music either. I, I grew up in the 90s. So I, I think that's George Strait, too. He's like not, Garth Brooks, certainly. Alan Jackson. That's like 90s country music. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. This is all my perception putting it uh, on this. But I was never really into that. Again, the 90s, I was listening to the Beatles, Elvis, Herman's Hermits, or Rancid. Like it's one or the other. I like two very distinct and different uh, tastes in music. So I just never really got into it. Uh, last night, the new artist of the year. Like, what do I need to? Is the new artist of the year somebody that I should know? I will say this one right here is for. That nine-year-old little girl who wrote her first song, um, who knew in her heart that this is what she was supposed to do. Sounds nice. Uh, that's Lainey Wilson, and I don't know who that is. So, I, like, I don't want to pass judgment. But if you, you told me, here's Lainey Wilson, the CMA New Artist of the Year, I get, my reaction's probably going to be, eh, no thanks. I don't know. On our text board this morning, 803-0930, uh, a couple of people texting this. Where does Carrie Underwood fit in? Carrie Underwood fits in as somebody I'm probably not going to listen to. Like, sorry. And that's that does not mean that it's not good music or that she's not, like, super talented. But I will see more of Carrie Underwood while watching a Nashville Predators game than I will doing – or before Sunday Night Football than I will actually watching – anything that she does with music and I probably unfairly I put her in 
like the same conversations like Taylor Swift. I remember when everyone was listening to everyone still listens to Taylor Swift. She's the most popular artist in the world. But when she first hit it big, she was, you know, quote unquote country, right? And it was I was in college. I think it was like twenty nine. No, no, not twenty nineteen. Two thousand nine. Yeah, I wish it was twenty nineteen. It's when I graduated college. I was nineteen, uh, but around two thousand nine, and I, you know, was at the college radio station. The songs were playing over and over again. And I remember listening to the songs, and I remember telling people who knew my taste in music, too, like, yeah, you know, it's not bad. And they were like, oh, wow, you like this? I said, like, I'm not, I don't like it. I'm not going to listen to it. But this is every song I've ever listened to in my life, just it sounds a little countryish. The structure of the song, it was every Blink-182 song – like every poppy type song, every standard punk rock song I've ever listened to where they just kind of go out there, every Ramon song, that was the Taylor Swift record to me. It's the same chords. It's the same song structure. It's just different words and, you know, prettied up a little bit so that people will listen to it. And like that has no appeal to me. At all. And so I unfairly judge all country music just based on that. Except for, of course, the stuff that I like and listen to. <laughs> but it's few and far between. I don't. I have to be put on to new country people through, like, country people I like. It, it's, it takes a while for me to get put on to country music because I look at every newish country artist with, like, that I, like the rock with my eyebrow up, you know, like huh? I know. Country, you say? Because that definition to me has changed so much over the course of the last fifty years, from Johnny Cash and Terry Allen and the things that I listen to as country music to what whatever it is that's on the CMAs. But a lot of people listen to it. Song of the Year, Jordan Davis. We wrote a song about faith and family, and if that's not country music, I don't know what is. Luke Combs, was he the um, entertainer of the year? This is my fifth or sixth year being at this award show, and country sounded more country than it has in a long time tonight. And I think we all wanted that. I love you. Yeah, I I have no interest. Um, Texters, a lot of people chiming in. Someone saying, would I listen to Uncle Lucius or Dan... Tominsky. And my answer would be, I don't know. I, I've never heard of those names before. I've never heard of most of these names that we're playing the clips of this morning. But sure, I'd give anyone a try. I, I, I would give every, any, any person I would give, I won't shut my door to just about anything. But if you're giving me a suggestion, am I going to like it? I'll give it a 30% chance that I actually like it. Our text board this morning. Uh, someone saying uh, music evolves. Rap today, nowhere close to 80s rap. Rock is not like it was in the 80s, let alone in the 50s and 60s. Country, too, has evolved. That's an interesting one. I, rock music, again, today, I don't know what like the current state of 
rock music is aside from well i it's again depends on what you mean by that next next week a week from today i'm going to see this band turnstile in buffalo who in my head is the biggest new rock act that there is they're in a taco bell commercial um but i don't know if they're do people listen to them it's sold out in like a minute so someone must but I don't know if like people listen. Is that what rock music is like? If so, then that's cool. I really like it. It's evolved my way. But you can see that across genres. Rap is nowhere close to 80s rap. I would say that's evolved into something different. Um, you know, rock evolved. You look at rock and roll, how the Beatles evolved. You know, what? Their first record is considered rock and roll. Like, that was the heavy stuff when it came out. And then you look at Revolver and, like, whoa, like, what are they doing? And by the end of the Beatles, just in 10 years' time, this is so different. What's going on? And, like, heavy a motorhead comes around and they just blow the doors off of it. It evolves into something else. Country, to me, I think the perception it has is not that it has evolved. It's that it commercialized. That it went from something like pretty raw to something pretty generic. And I don't know if people are breaking that mold, but from me on the outside, that's my perception of it. And I could be completely wrong, but that's what it's like to me. Somebody else, uh, John Prine, Wilco, Jayhawks, Lyle Lovett are considered Americana, not country. And that's like the other thing, too. How do you define, like, I call it country. Americana is, to me, just a fancy word of to say country. Ryan Adams, to me, is a country artist. Ryan, not Brian. Not in a, but he's all, you'll find him in the Americana section. And I always go, if you're in the record store and you go to Americana, I just a lot of times go, oh, this is just the good country. Like, that's, I don't, I don't know what Americana means. People like to sub genre all their music into different little things oh this is heavy metal but this is rock and roll and here's punk and here's rap but here's like hip-hop and gangster rap and i i don't know it all you can all put it in it's all rock and roll to me it's all country to me if you say americana again to me my ear does perk up because that's like code word for like the country music you kind of like I don't, Amer- know. I don't know Americana. I think I, I think of like uh, bluegrass. I like bluegrass. That's um, Sturgill Simpson. His last three records he put out were all bluegrass records. Yeah, I've and always, I love them. I've always said. I mean, the kind of stuff uh, you like is real country. I mean, I, I as someone who listens to what they now call country, um, I can admit that yeah, it's it's more pop country. More is that, 70s Southern rock country, but so, like what you like is country. You are the expert in this because you actually listen to it. Yes. And is my perception so off base that, you know, again, I, I said Taylor Swift, it's fine because it's just, it's literally every song, it's every Ramon song I've ever listened to, just, uh, you know, nicer lyrics and gushied up a little bit so that's popular. And that's what it sounded like to me when she came out in 2009. The music evolves but country commercialized. And, like, that's the perception I have, maybe unfairly. 
How far off am I? No, I, I think you're right on. And Taylor Swift's an example of how poppy uh, country has gotten. I mean, Taylor Swift's first two albums were called Country, and then she decided, hey, I'm going to go pop. Well, can you tell the difference between um, Fearless and Red? I can't. I don't know what either of those things are. Those are two but albums. I was going to say, can you tell the difference between The Way, Fastball? Is that in the 90s or early 2000s? That was late 90s, TRL. Late 90s, Fastball, The Way. Great song. Super popular song, pop radio song. Yes. Maybe rockish. It was a rockish song that was made for pop radio. That to me sounds like every Taylor Swift song, <laughs> like every pop country song, because it is like the, like every Ramones song. I, I mentioned the Ramones because that's like their formula. They just do that stuff stripped down and fast. It, it's all the same thing. But there is a huge difference between country of the 80s and early 90s and country you hear today. There is a difference. I mean, that you know, oh, Garth, yeah. Garth Brooks kind of made the country that can go to pop. Um, but, you know, you can't t- you can play an 80s Gar- uh, George Strait song and it would sound like nothing you hear on the radio today. The person who texted uh, in just now, Billy Strings, uh, you know, him meeting old bluegrass exploded into something incre- like that is music evolving. Yes. Like that is an evolution. You listen to that guy. That's taking something old. And turning it into something completely new. I like uh, Kurt Vi. I didn't go see him. I should have. Someone said Coulter Wall is Americana. Like that's Coulter Wall is country music. To, I like. I listen to the song is called Cowpoke. It's <laughs> you. That is country music. You're kidding yourself if you say that that is something other than country music. Americana is the name of an album I left in a rental car in the '90s. To bring it back. The offspring? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Left it in the back of a rental car? That is what Americana means to me, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Offspring, 1998. (laughs) Welcome to Americana. Um, But, yeah, that evolution can happen. I just don't think, like, the CMA Awards is where I'm going to see that stuff. No. CMA Awards is just, hey, this is mainstream country. And, again, mainstream country is top 40 a little... I mean, it's top forty. I mean, listen. I do know people who whose musical tastes I you know align with pretty well, and you know respect their opinions when they give me a recommendation. Though, right. who really like some of these new country artists, hey. and who never would have said that ten years ago. I like a lot of these new uh, country artists, but like, and that would show me that they are more so than just kind of like a a pop song with yeah. a little bit of twang. Yeah, I, I would say most. Luke Combs might be a bad example, but yeah, there there are examples of current, um, but the the top country, a lot of the stuff you saw yesterday at the Country Music Awards is the stuff that I like, but I, I know real country music fans would look at that and go, Joe, that's not country. What are you talking about? Like, do they call, um, we were talking after Loretta Lynn died, and her and Conway Twitty, and I have, it's like on three of my playlists, uh, Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man. Is that Americana now? Is that not country? I still call I call that country. I call yeah. that old school country. But I feel like now it wouldn't. No, that might be judging Americana. by how some people are, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So, some cowpoke is a remake of an actual country song. Then it's a country song. What are you? What are you talking about? Conway Twitty, tight fitting jeans. It's so confusing. But that song, <laughs> the like how the voices together, like that is. That's bringing something new, different, and exciting yeah. to me. Like, that's something you don't hear ever. That's what great country is. Great country is 
you don't hear it everywhere. Joe, uh, before we get into you know what you're coming up with, what what do you think about my Johnny Paycheck rule for people who are 21, we'll say, living in a frat house? Johnny Paycheck is my favorite song. Fifteen beers. Fifteen beers. You got to live by the Johnny Paycheck rule to stay healthy. You're allowed fifteen beers a week. Fifteen beers a week if you're okay. in a frat house. Yeah, or, yeah. You're you're college age. You can serve fifteen beers a week. I mean, I think that's. I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, I I would say that for a lot of people, that would be limiting themselves. Yes, for sure. But like, you I have mean, to. I know a, a good way to say that on the radio. You, you have to live by the Johnny Paycheck if you want to keep your health going a little bit. Okay, fair enough. I think that's a great college rule. Eh, maybe after college, you start following that rule. I still follow that rule. Exactly. See? <laughs> what do you got coming up? Hey, we're going to go down to the villages and uh, get an update on Hurricane Nicole, which is now Tropical Storm Nicole. And uh, then, Brian, we're going to talk about injuries because I don't know if you've heard. Well, you did because you started your show with it. Uh, there's an injury in the news, Josh Allen. I'm going to ask the listeners about their injuries and the worst one you've had. I've been very fortunate. My worst injury was just an ice skate to a bare foot. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And much, much more, including how you're going to enjoy this last day uh, of warm weather before fall slash winter really comes and hits us. Ryan Gates gave me my worst injury, ran me into the boards about a That's right. month before my son was born. I thought I broke my ankle playing hockey. Luckily, uh, escaped with something. I'll tell you what, you're talking that Josh Allen injury. You learned something new. You, this is fatherly advice, part one. All right. Sean McDermott yesterday, we'll see. Yeah. That's learn that phrase. You got to say, we'll see. That's some great dad talk. <laughs> we'll see. That means no. Uh, Joe's coming up after the news. I'm Brian Mazarowski, WBEN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.